What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast, and I'm excited you joined me today because we have a very special guest, Brandon Leibowitz. He has been on a couple of our podcasts and shows before, and I'm excited to have him back because he's really cool. You guys aren't going to want to miss any piece of this interview. Brandon has run and operated SEO optimizers since 2007. They're a digital marketing company that focuses on helping small and medium-sized businesses get more online traffic, which turns into clients, sales, leads, and who doesn't need more of that? Guys, Brandon is an, Brandon is an awesome guy, and I'm stoked to have him on the show. Let's cue the intro, and we'll jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to have you. It's fun to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. I am excited to introduce you to our audience. I want to start by making sure they know how cool of a guy you are. So, Here's my question. How the heck did you get started into SEO? I mean, what led you down the path to be here today running this cool company and doing all the stuff you're doing? I just kind of fell into it. Wasn't planning on it, but I got my first job out of school. I got my degree in business marketing and I was helping a company doing their digital marketing. And I didn't know much about digital marketing. They didn't know much about it either. This is in 2007. They said, don't worry, we're going to take the classes and workshops and learn alongside with you. And after working there for a few months, just realized that everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. And there's a lot of different ways to get traffic. And what I was doing with them was helping out with their SEO. I was helping out with social media. I was doing paid ads. I was doing email marketing, kind of doing it all for them. And just realized that everything works to get traffic, but SEO is just a way to get free traffic. And why spend money on paid ads when you could get up there for free? And that's what I focused on over the years, working at different advertising agencies as a director of SEO. And before work or after work, on my lunch breaks, I would work on my own company and built that up to where I was able to quit my job and focus solely on this. And ever since, been doing that, just helping people get more traffic to their websites. That's amazing. And it's just, it's so typical of an entrepreneur, you know, like, yeah, we started off working for somebody else and realized there was a need and uh, sort of ended up in it. You know, building a, a business is challenging, but when you have some cool insider tools, that's even better. Now, I want to kind of dig into SEO because for the extent of the internet, people I feel like have been talking about SEO from the very start. Now, I was around when it when there wasn't internet and it was just getting going. And I, I remember back in that time, it already started popping up and being something that was uh, talked about as being necessary. So give me a kind of a little bit of history on SEO and how it's developed and changed from when the internet started to now. Uh, SEO has been around for t over 20 years. I got involved in 2007, so I wasn't there at the beginning, but 
basically Google is just trying to find websites that are related to them or relevant to whatever someone's searching by looking at what are called backlinks, by looking at other websites that talk about you. So if you're reading, so Google's whole algorithm, the way they became popular is by ranking websites based off those backlinks. And the backlink is a clickable link from another website that points to yours. So if you're on like the New York Times.com and reading a blog post or an article, and in there it says Brandon Leibowitz, and you click on it, that, and it goes to my website, then I'd be getting a backlink from the New York Times.com. And that is how Google really started ranking websites. It's like a popularity contest. The more backlinks you get, the higher Google's gonna rank you. And that's kind of how Google started. And still to this day, it's primarily based off backlinks, their algorithm and how it ranks websites. It's changed a lot over the years and how they look at those backlinks, but that's really kind of how SEO kind of started and it's what it's at today. Crazy. I remember a lot of marketers and a lot of people talking about the backlinks uh, concept of SEO and people would build like blogs and, and do all this stuff and just start like, it almost was like spamming backlinks. Some stuff has changed since then. What, what is it that's the main difference that's changed about using backlinks from when it originally started that way? Well, the backlinks originally started as a popularity contest. The more backlinks, the higher you rank. Now it's not the number of backlinks, but the number of quality backlinks. So what's a quality backlink? <laughs> right. A quality backlink means it's a website that's related to you. That's the biggest oh. thing. So okay. if you're a doctor and you're getting a backlink from a restaurant, that looks a little strange. Like, why is a restaurant linking out to the doctor? But if you're right. a doctor and you're getting a backlink from a health-related website, that makes more sense to Google. So it's all about relevancy with the backlinks. The more related to you the topic is, the better off it's going to be. Then authoritativeness. How popular is this website? If you're getting a backlink from my website, it's a good backlink, but it's not the same tiers like the New York Times or LA Times right. or Forbes. So the bigger the website, the more trust and SEO value you're going to get. So relevancy, authoritativeness, those are the two bigger aspects. But relevancy is number one. That's the most important. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So is it that people have to click on one of the backlinks or is it just that it's there and Google sees that it's connected? Um, it doesn't have to get clicks, but it'd be great if it did. Right. Yeah, as long as Google just sees it, that's number one. But getting clicks is ultimately the goal. But for SEO, we just really want Google to see that backlink. So when... Would you say, I mean, we're, we're talking to a lot of business owners and a lot of entrepreneurs. When is the worst time to start adding SEO marketing efforts to your overall system? And when is the best time to do it? Uh, I would say there's no real bad time to do it because okay. if you don't have a website launched, you can still start building some backlinks or still just get that URL aged because Google looks at so many variables that the sooner you start doing SEO, the sooner you're gonna get those rankings because it takes around six months or more to get Google to trust you. So the sooner you start building wow. that trust up, the sooner you're gonna get those rankings. So I wouldn't say hold off on it. Like even if you don't have a website, buy a domain name and just sit on it and have it like a coming soon page because Google sees that URL is now not just a day old when you launch a website or a week old, it might be two years old. And the older the right. URL, the more authoritativeness and trust that that URL gets slightly, a little bit more, gets a little bit of a boost. 
for those of us that are a little bit more lame about the concept of SEO and backlinks, you said building backlinks. What the heck does that mean? Building backlinks are just getting other websites to link out to you. So there's a lot of different ways to build backlinks. I would just spy on your competitors just using, just, because if they're on the first page of Google, they're doing something right. And these are right. different tools like right. Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush. You have to pay for these tools, but they'll show you any backlink or any website's backlinks. And you can throw all your competitors in there and one by one, look at who's linking out to them and start reaching out to those sites. Because if they're linking out to your competitors, they would probably link out to you. You just got to get creative and figure out how do I get them to link back to me instead of just linking to my competitor. Right. Is it a, a typical reach out like you would network with somebody at an event? Like, do you reach out to somebody specific that's in charge of that at that at that company and go, hey, would you do this? Or is there some sort of exchange? How does that work? Um, all of the above and tons of other ways. It's Okay. Not just one size fits all. It's just whatever needs to be done to get that backlink. Sometimes they'll ask you to sponsor an event. So you might have to talk to the person that is in charge of that event, or maybe it's a blog post. So you want to figure out who's that blogger, or maybe you're exchanging something where you're giving them a free blog post and they're going to give you something in return. But it's all about just getting creative and trying to figure out what the competitors have done and how to do a better job of it, of building those backlinks. Wow. That's, that's crazy. I, I think a lot of people out there would probably not know that it was that involved. And so it's amazing to have a connection to somebody like you who understands all of that. Um, is, is SEO best for websites or can it be utilized for like funnels specifically or for like blogs or podcasts? Where, where is it, where is it best used? So SEO is search engine optimization and it's best used wherever there's a search engine. So if okay. you're on Facebook, you could search on Facebook. If you're on Yelp, you could search on Yelp. If you're on Spotify or Amazon or anywhere where there's a search feature, essentially okay. there's ways to optimize your content to try to rank higher organically. So it's not just S Google or Bing or Yahoo, but anything that essentially has a search, there's ways to kind of optimize your website to get the get the more trust and get higher rankings. I see. So even, even places like Facebook, you're doing search engine op optimization inside of there for your website specifically. Um, or for, to make sure that your Facebook page ranks higher. So I see search engine optimization would be like, if you're an Amazon store, we're doing it on your Amazon store. Okay. If you're on Yelp, we're going to rank you higher on Yelp by optimizing your Yelp listing. If you're on Google right. maps, we're going to try to rank you higher on, Google Maps, but it's not going to really affect your website SEO. I mean, it might help out a little bit, but sure, it's sure. not really. It's really working on whatever platform you're on. So Google ranks websites. That's where we want to optimize your website. Amazon is going to rank your product or your store. So you want to optimize that content on Amazon. Right. So how does that work for like a Facebook group? Can you do optimization for a Facebook group the same as you would for a page on Facebook? Yeah, I mean, it's all about like the title of the group and make sure you have good titles with keywords that make sense, that help people find that group, making sure that when you post in there that you do or you post keyword rich content, make sure your status updates have keywords in it. You use hashtags that are relevant to try to draw new eyeballs in and you can name your images with keywords before you upload them to the platforms. You can name your 
files, your podcasts, your videos, all that stuff with keyword rich file names before you upload them to social media to help them better understand what that image or video or audio is about. Right. That seems sort of like next level thought. I know a lot of business owners that, that I've talked to in the past, sometimes it's like, you know, MVP, like just minimum viable product. Let's get it out there. They're not thinking about doing all of that stuff. So how uh, challenging is it to get that switch to happen for entrepreneurs? Is it just that they finally realize that maybe they've put a whole bunch of stuff out there that isn't actually working and, and, uh, and you have to just kind of like bonk them over the head and go, Hey, we gotta, we gotta fix all that stuff so that you can get some attention. Like, have you had an experience with that? Or do most people that come to you, uh, have they already kind of, uh, figured out that, that, holy cow, I I've been missing out on all this already. <laughs> Yeah, probably a little bit of both, but the best is just tell them like, hey, you're spending all this time and energy making an image or a video or a blog post or a podcast. It takes a lot of time and right. it only takes a few seconds just to rename the file name with some descriptive words. So right. stuff like that where it's like, they don't think it's important, but if you're spending all this time creating the content, might as well spend the time marketing it properly because sure. it's not easy to create that content. It takes a lot of time, research, effort, and little changes to optimize it, just get maximize that visibility are going to be worth it in the long term. But sometimes it's letting them know like, Hey, it's not working because you're not doing this. Or right. some people are just like, Hey, it's not working. I'm ready to do whatever needs to be done. Let me know how to do this. In that light, what do you think are the number one mistakes that you see when you're working with your clients that, that they've done prior to doing SEO and using your services? What's it? Backlinks are so very important. And Either they're not building any backlinks or they don't know what backlinks are. They don't know that they're important right. or building the wrong type of backlinks where oh. in the past it was just the more backlinks you had, the better, like you were saying earlier, like just creating a blog or creating a backlink to create a backlink was good in the past. Now it's all about relevancy and authoritativeness and making sure that you get good quality backlinks, not just random sites. And that's a part where I see a lot of people have either no backlinks or the wrong type of backlinks. And that's going to, actually do more harm than good. Yeah. Getting in and working with an expert like yourself on SEO, if somebody's never done any of that stuff and they've never built in that mindset, how long does it take to start seeing results from the efforts of SEO? Because it seems as though SEO in the way that we're talking about it is a bit more of a long-term play and it seems as though it might take a bit of time, but what, what is your experience in terms of, of turnaround time for seeing something come back from the efforts you're putting in? Yeah, no, SEO is definitely more long-term because it takes time for Google to trust you. Google just doesn't trust any website and you have to build that trust up over time. And some websites will rank faster than others, but it really comes down to the competitiveness of those keywords. Right. The more competition, the more time it's going to take to get up there. Less competition, the less that needs to be done to optimize your website to get you up there. So if you're a brand new website, you're just pretty much starting from scratch. But if you've been around for like five or 10 years, you've built up a lot of trust and authority, it's going to be a little bit quicker to get those rankings. But every website is going to be slightly different depending on just the, old, the history of it and the competitiveness of those keywords. How does the, the length of history that we have say i had a website maybe i'm a brick and mortar company i've had a website for you know maybe 
five or six years, but I've never done any SEO or backlinks around it. Do I have some type of reputation already with Google and then SEO is just going to supercharge it? Or is it just like you're starting from scratch, even though the website's been in existence? No, the website's been in existence and you're not starting from scratch. So as long as you haven't been doing bad, malicious things, it's <laughs> you, but right. that, you've been aging it, even though you haven't done anything for SEO, you're still that domain is aging and that's building up trust with Google. Yeah. I've heard one of the concerns with SEO and, and keywords and trying to get that uh, implemented into your site is that things tend to get very repetitive utilizing and trying to stay on top of what keywords are ranking because you're trying to use those over and over again. How do you get around that or how do you deal with that so that, that your, your pages don't look ridiculous by saying the same keywords over and over again, trying to get that attention. I think that's more of an old strategy where you're just putting keywords in the content. Sure. Nowadays, you just got to write content for people, not for Google or search engines, okay. but right for people. And naturally those keywords will emerge. Mm -hmm. And if they don't emerge, then you're probably not writing the right content about the right topic. But I wouldn't just throw keywords in there to throw them in there. That's an old strategy that Google changes every single day. So what works in the past doesn't necessarily <laughs> right. work in the future. And that stuff is very spammy. And anything that seems spammy, I'd probably avoid it. So you can really just focus on the user. That's the biggest thing nowadays is making sure everything comes back to the user having a good experience. Not optimizing for the search engines, but optimizing for people, essentially. And the search engines, but more for people. Right. It seems as though the AI that the search engines are using are trying to emulate as best they can what a, a great experience would be. And so it, it would seem that the more we move forward, the more that's going to be important is just to continue to give them as much value as you can and optimize for a human because it seems as though they're trying to make their AI and their, their optimization act more like a human would. Is that is that an accurate assessment? Yeah, definitely. Everything needs to be human first, AI, bot, all that stuff, secondary. Focus on people, making sure it's a good user experience. It makes sense. It's readable. It doesn't have just gibberish or keywords in there just to throw them in there. But it actually all offers benefits to the user, to the reader, to the viewer, uh, or whatever type of piece of content you're putting out there. But it just has to offer value and be for people. Right. With so many different ways to optimize uh, a business's content, right? You got a website, you have funnels, you have your content strategy, whether it be on YouTube or Facebook or groups or whatever it is, Instagram, all the social media. How do you even begin to determine for one of your clients where to start? Like, what's the first thing you do with all of those different pieces of content and things that we're producing? How do you even get going on what to do? You just got to take a step back and put yourself in the user's point of view. If you're looking for that product or service, what would you, where would you be? What platforms would you be on? What keywords would you be using? Would you be on Google? Would you be on Instagram? Would you be on Yelp? Where would you be? And it's really just trying to take a step back, which it's tough for business owners, but you got to really just understand <laughs> who your audience is and where are they? You don't have to be everywhere. You just need to be where your audience is. That's going to help save you a lot of time and headaches. 
Sure. And I imagine that that's one area being that you guys are such a long running successful company that you guys excel at as you help entrepreneurs and owners get in and going. You you guys are probably really great at helping that. So um, what what should somebody expect? Like, okay, somebody out here is listening. One of our listeners goes, okay, I like this Brandon guy. Sounds pretty cool. He knows what he's doing. What should they expect as they start to come in to work with you? How does the process go and how, how should they expect getting started to look and feel like? Well, every website is going to be different. So it's not really a one size fits all, but always starts off with the website analysis, trying to figure out what needs to be done and what the disconnect is from their website versus their competitors and how to get them to the level that they want to be at. So got to do that research initially, analyzing their website and analyzing the competitors to try to figure out what the competition's done and what the client has done and how to get those levels to be equal or get them higher for their client. Sure. How do you deal with, uh, you know, like if let's say they don't have a website presence, but they have, uh, you know, five or six different funnels that are producing income and, and working for them. How does, how do backlinks work on a funnel and, and doing that? Does it the same thing or is it just that you handle it completely different? Oh, what would a funnel be exactly? If it's well, just like a, a specific sales page that went into like an upsell and then maybe another upsell, but it wasn't necessarily designed for website per se. But it's still on a website. Sure then yeah, you can optimize it. But if it's not on a website, then there's nothing you can do for SEO. But if it's on the website, then you do all the stuff that we were talking I about see. going in, putting the keywords in the content, building backlinks, optimizing your images, videos, all that stuff. But if it's not on a website, then you can't do it. But if it's on the website, a landing page is still a website. It's not any different. Right, right. Yeah, as long as there's a URL, it's a page on the internet. So as long right. as there's a URL, that can be ranked and as long as you have control of it, but if you're on like click funnels and you can't really optimize that much, but if you build your own internal funnel on your own website, which is a better way to do it, that way you don't have to pay the fees and all that extra stuff because you can build all that stuff for pennies on the dollar that they're selling it for and get way more functionality and features that will help you out way more and have full control over everything instead of just renting space off in another platform. I see. That's that's pretty cool. And I think a lot of people maybe don't know that and don't know and re don't realize that they're like you said, renting space off of another platform and therefore they have less uh, functionality, maybe, maybe less ability to do some of that stuff. Uh, what, what are some of your favorite platforms to, uh, to build on and, or to have maybe a website built that can be fully optimized? I'd say WordPress is the best, but if you're not tech savvy, then you can do Shopify for e-commerce, but I would okay. try to avoid Wix or Squarespace. They're not the best, but WordPress Definitely right. the best, and they can do everything any platform can do for free. Right, right. And you said ClickFunnels was a little rough to do it in. Do you find that to be the same with most funnel builder type platforms? No, they're not rough to work with, but you could just build everything yourself instead of having to pay ClickFunnels or another platform. You could do it all yourself for much cheaper. I see. I see. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, that's cool. I, I, I feel like the. Um, 
I feel like the knowledge around SEO is like everybody knows it exists. Everybody kind of talks about it like, oh, you should do SEO. And then you go, well, are you doing it? And they're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so I feel like there's this space where understanding SEO and, and feeling comfortable with it and then bringing on an expert such as yourself to help with it. I, As I have been on my journeys and talked to lots of different uh, owners, I, I feel like there's a fear about it. Like, oh no, I'm worried about it. I don't understand it. It's uh, confusing to me. Uh, what would you say to those owners that they're kind of like, yeah, I know I need to do it, but I'm a little worried. I'm afraid to do it. I'm afraid to put somebody in there and and not understand it well enough to do it myself, you know, because a lot of entrepreneurs are like, I've got to learn to do it myself before I pass it on, which I highly recommend you get over it. But, you know, like, what can you tell them if they're worried about getting started with it? How can you ease the fear a little bit? Yeah, I would just tell them how many people are searching for their keywords every single month. <laughs> and right. using tools like the Google Keyword Planner, which shows you that and shows sure. you what they're missing out on and where the competitors are getting that traffic and just try to show them that. But if they're fearful and worried, I mean, there's nothing you really do to alleviate that except for show them case studies and results. But if they're worried, that's more on them to get over that fear. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's so important to find your who. So all of you out there listening, there are lots of people that can help and be experts at different things. And Brandon is legit. He is your who. If you want to do some SEO, he knows what he's doing. He knows and has it down. He's figured it out. You don't stay in business for as many years as they have without having figured it out and helped your clients uh, in a really great way. So Brandon, how can our listeners get in contact with you? How can they come in and, and start to utilize your expertise and, and get their businesses to take off using all of your skill set and, and uh, well, all the things your company offers? Yeah, so for anyone that wants to learn more, I create a special gift for them on my website. If they go to seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. And they can find that there along with my contact information and a bunch of classes I've done over the years. I've thrown up for free. And also, if they want to book some time on my calendar, I'm happy to check out their website from an SEO point of view for free and give them some feedback about what's working and what's not working and how to get them to that level that they want to be at. I love that. That's so kind of you. I appreciate that. And I know our listeners are going to love it. Uh, excited for you guys all to go and take advantage of it. Don't miss out on this opportunity. You've gotten to know a little bit about Brandon. And uh, I appreciate you so much for joining us today and being so forthcoming, sharing with us some of your knowledge and expertise along your journey. And I know it's going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for joining us on the show. Can't wait to have you back again. We'll talk about some more stuff. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography. 